All right, we got the sound. Everyone hear me okay? Yeah, great. Well, thanks to uh, Dave and the Nina and the band and everyone who's sung. It's uh, great to be here. Who's excited? Less than a week now. Less than seven sleeps till Christmas. I'm excited. I'm excited. I can't count myself among that group. Um, it's, it's good to have you here. Welcome. My name's Andy. Um, I'm one of the team here. Um, at Trinity, through the month of December, we've been looking at different themes that are related to Christmas. The kind of words that you see on the Christmas baubles on trees. So we're looking at joy, we're looking at hope, peace, and love. The last couple of weeks we've looked at first uh, peace and then hope. Today we're thinking about the word love. We're stopping and thinking about these words in a bit more detail. What do they really mean? What does love really mean? That's what we're going to be thinking about in our short time together this afternoon. Everyone wants to be loved, don't they? We all long to be loved There's something in us that wants to know that there's someone else in the world that accepts us and approves of us and uh, delights in us. Um, Anyone like the Beatles here? Anyone a fan of the Beatles? Uh, I got into listening to the Beatles as a teenager. I listened to a lot of their music. I read a lot about them. I became a fan of the Beatles. Um, There's recently been a documentary released about the Beatles um, on Disney Plus called Get Back. Anyone seen it? I haven't seen the whole thing. I've seen clips of it. Um, And it's it's a fascinating documentary about the last uh, few months of the Beatles' life as a band. Anyway, the Beatles wrote a famous song, one of their most famous songs. And the song was called All You Need Is Love. All You Need Is Love. Anyone heard that song? Recognise that song? Yeah, famous song. All you need is love. The, the word, I, won't, I won't sing the whole thing, don't worry. Um, the song captures this reality I'm talking about. We all want to know there's someone who loves us. And when we know there is, it gives us a sense of inner strength and confidence to face the world. So the lyrics go, there's, there's nothing you can do that can't be done. There's nothing you can say that can't be sung. It's easy. All you need is love. When you know someone loves you and cares for you, It gives you a sense of inner strength. There's nothing you can do that can't be done. Get out there and face the world. There's all kinds of research that has been done into the development of children. And if you work in children's work, you'll be aware of this. um, That the kind of emotional bonds that are formed in the early years of childhood are irreplaceable. And the research all shows, all of it shows, a consistently loving environment for children where they're safe and secure makes all the difference to their lives. In terms of Um, Emotional intelligence, social skills, mental health, even the development of language, the intellectual development, their response to stress, problem solving, basically the the whole of human flourishing is linked to knowing that you're loved. Being in an environment where you know you're safe and secure. Uh, Maybe you can think of a time in your life when you felt really loved. Maybe as a child, um, you had an adult in your life, a parent, teacher, mentor who cared for you and invested in you and you felt safe and secure with them. Maybe as an adult you know a close relationship, a, a close friend or a partner who's, who's loved you. And those memories you have of knowing that you're loved, they're some of your most precious memories. They often are for us as humans. So we all long to be loved. But love can feel elusive, can't it, in this life? It can feel elusive. And maybe you know the pain of having loved and lost, whether that's through the death of a loved one, through divorce, through just slow drift of friendships. Maybe you know the pain of never having felt loved. Your home where you grew up was one not where it was safe and secure, but an environment of fear and anger. It's just the reality of life, isn't it? 
The reality of life, even the best relationships, even the best friendships, can end just with the passing of time. So the documentary I mentioned about the Beatles, Get Back, it's a fascinating glimpse into their final few months as a band. And the, the, the popular narrative about the Beatles, if you know anything about the Beatles, they broke up in 1970 after a massively successful 10-year career. Um, the last few months, everyone thinks they were full of anger and sort of tension and arguments between the band that led to their breakup. This fly-on-the-wall documentary shows, actually, the picture as it really happened is very different. Those last few months, they were joking around, they were having fun, you see them writing songs together, and the, the environment is one of real affection. They care about each other as, as a band. They, they love each other. But that wasn't quite enough. The reality is they, they couldn't last as a band. They, they grew apart. They went in different directions. They sang the words, love is all you need, but actually love wasn't quite enough for them. It wasn't quite enough to keep them together as a band. They loved each other, but it couldn't last. So love is essential. We all long to be loved, and love is elusive. So the question is, how can we find a love that lasts? How can we find a love that lasts? And the answer to that question is Christmas. Surprise, surprise. Here we are in a cavalry service. The answer to that question is Christmas. So I was planning this message out, and I was thinking to myself, where can I go in the Bible to talk about love that's related to Christmas? So I read through all the nativity passages, the ones we've heard uh, read out in, in verse. Go to the Bible in Matthew's Gospel and Luke's Gospel, and you read through, and there's actually not much talk of love. All the other themes we're looking at, there's loads of joy, there's loads of peace, there's loads of hope. So you think of that um, classic uh, passage where the shepherds are in the field and the angels come and um, visit them. The angels uh, say to them, um, joy to the world. They say, um, there's good news coming. They say, there's a saviour coming who is Christ, there's hope. They say, peace to all men. There they all are, joy, hope, peace. And I was reading the the passages and saying, well, what am I going to speak on? Where's Where's the love? What I want to try and show you is that love is very much there in the Christmas story. In fact, love is at the heart of the Christmas story. It may be the word love may be not written in the text of the nativity passages, but it's it's, it's behind everything that happens at Christmas. Um, I, I like trying my hand at gardening. I don't claim to be a very good gardener, but I quite enjoy it. Um, one of the things I've tried to grow in my garden the last couple of years is tomatoes. Uh, anyone tried to grow tomatoes? It's, it's not as easy as it looks. right? So last year, um, I naively thought, I'll just stick them in the ground and hope for the best. I was a little bit late, so I, I, I sowed them late in the season. Didn't really do anything to them. And unsurprisingly, we didn't get a great crop. In fact, I think our crop of tomatoes last year was precisely zero. Uh, we had lots of green tomato chutney, but no actual tomatoes. So this year, I thought, I'll try better. I'll, I'll make a bit of an effort. So I put them in, in good time. I surrounded them with, with nice, rich compost. I put some tomato feed, which I meant to do not quite as much as I should have done, but I did. And guess what? We got a better crop. We got some good tomatoes. It was nice. I think probably my best year still is the year a few years ago, where I just cheated completely and got those bags, you know, where you can buy, um, with, with all the nutrients in the soil already, just stuck the tomatoes in. And that was great. That was great. The point is, the quality of the fruit depends on the soil. The quality of the fruit depends on the soil. And, and the other themes we're looking at this month, joy, hope, peace, they're like the fruit on the tomato plant. They're great things. Love is like the soil. 
All those things come from that those things about Christmas that are great, the joy that we feel, the peace that we know because Jesus has come, the hope that he brings us there possible because of the love of God. And they come from the love of God. And I want to try and show you that by turning to a verse in the Bible. Um, you don't have to look it up. I'll just read it out to you. It's a short verse. It's a famous verse. It's not known typically as a Christmas verse, uh, but actually it's very connected to Christmas. Uh, you may recognize this verse. It's from John's Gospel, chapter 3, verse 16. Um, here's what it says. For God so loved the world that he gave his only Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. That's our verse for this afternoon. You might say, what well, doesn't sound very Christmassy. Where's Christmas in that? Well, Christmas is in the word gave. God so loved the world, he gave his son. That's what's happening at Christmas. God the Father is giving his son to the world in the form of a baby in a manger. It's stunning. Two things we see in this verse really quickly. We see God's purpose for Christmas and we see God's motivation for Christmas. So God's purpose for Christmas is in the second half of the verse where we read, he gave his son so that Whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. God's purpose for sending his son was so that the people who he'd made in his world would not perish. That implies we're in some kind of danger of perishing. The reality is we look around our world and we see death and decay all around us. All we have to do is look at our news, look at our world to see that. It's familiar to us, so we perhaps miss the fact that it's a problem. But it is a problem. It's not good. The fact that death and decay are part of our world. We need saving, otherwise we are perishing. And God sent Jesus for that purpose. He sent him so that we could have eternal life. That's what we were made for as humans. We were made for eternal life. That's why we long for eternal life as humans. And God says you can have eternal life. It's free, it's on offer through my son Jesus, through believing in him. That's God's purpose for Christmas. God's motivation for Christmas is even more amazing. That's in the first half of the verse, where it says, God so loved the world that he gave his only son. God's motivation for Christmas is his deep love for his world. His deep love for his world. God's desire for our good. God's care for us. God's concern for us. We, read in, we heard in one of the readings earlier, God is a God of surprises. We see that at Christmas more than anything. Who would have dreamed up a God being born in a humble town of Bethlehem, in, in the middle of nowhere, in, in a manger, born to humble people. The God of the Bible is a God of surprises. And I think this that we're talking about actually is perhaps one of the biggest surprises of all. That God, in everything he does, and as you read the Bible you see in everything he does, God is motivated by love. Motivated by love. So it's, it's a real surprise. It's a surprise because I think our default view of God is often not that he is motivated in all he does by love. Our default view is that he is kind of demanding. The main thing he wants is he wants stuff from us. He's the top dog. And so he, he wants our worship, our service, our good deeds, our money, our time. And he sort of, he's like a cosmic vacuum cleaner that hoovers up stuff from us. The Bible actually gives precisely the opposite picture of God. It's a picture of God not as a cosmic vacuum cleaner, but as, as a, of a fountain, 
a God who is overflowing with goodness and truth and beauty and life and love. A God who wants to share that with his world. A God who so loved the world that he gave. He gave his only son. And the good news is, the good news of Christmas is, that love, that overflowing love of goodness and truth and beauty can be directed towards you if you'll receive it. And this is the love we're all longing for. This is the love we're all longing for, a love that will last, a love that will satisfy us, a love that will fulfill us, a love that is deep, a love that is strong, a love we can depend on, a love that gives us hope beyond this world. Now, if you'd like to know more about that love, we would love to share more with you. Just come and talk to me, the person that invited you. Find out more about Jesus, the God who introduces us to the love we long for. And in the meantime, why not allow the Christmas story to change your thinking about God? You might just have him wrong. He might just not be a God who demands. He might just be a God who is overflowing with love. A God who gave his son to save you. A God who came to give you the life you were made for. Why not allow this Christmas to change your thinking about God? It could change your life.